Happy holidays, everyone. It's the holiday season, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, where all month I'll be unwrapping holiday-themed comics and cool things you might want to find under the Christmas tree. I cover comic books from the golden age to now, indie creators, Kickstarter campaigns, and in fact, each episode, you never know what I might cover. So stick around and find a new way to read and discover comic books. It's Tuesday, December 13th, and welcome to the 85th episode of the podcast, and once again, another holiday episode. I've asked my former guests to call them on and talk about their favorite Christmas or holiday comics. There's quite a few. Please check out the podcast feed and find some fantastic picks. Today, I am bringing back the first guest I've had on the show. Well, I think so anyway. It's kind of hard to keep track after all this time. Regardless, he is one of my favorite guests. It's Ross Aiken for the Stop Let's Team Up podcast. I so enjoy its insights, and he always brings a fresh perspective to comic books. Now, I recently guested on his show, Episode 47, where we talked about a fantastic Bronze Age run, Teen Titans 50-52, before the Wolfman Perez 80s revival. Ross's podcast is on the all the major platforms, but you can find a link to that particular episode in the show notes. Also, you'll find a link tree on the Fantastic Fan Podcast in the show notes. Please follow the podcast on social media and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. I do want this podcast to continue to grow, and as I said, I want to introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back to Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. This is another Christmas-themed episode. I am bringing back a lot of my past guests for on-the-fly uh, Christmas episodes. None of these guys, are, including myself, are going to be edited very much. We're basically going to tape, throw up in the raw, and see what we have. I'm not sure, Ross, when this is going to be on, but I've had Gary Carlson coming back on. He's talking about a Big Bang Comics um Christmas special we did. I've got other people coming on from all over the place. All my old people coming on. Ross is a staple on the podcast. I believe, Ross, you were the first guest on my podcast back in the spring. Mm. Ross is a podcast himself. He does Stop, Let's Team Up. Excellent podcast. It'll be in the show notes. Now, this time around, as always, I had you pick a Christmas comic. What did you pick out to talk about, Ross? Justice League 110. It's one of those gorgeous 100-page giants that came out when I was, when, and it's in the Lynn Wine, Dick Giordano, Dick Dillon era. So it, I love that run uh, yeah. where it's like seven out of eight or, you know, seven yep. out of 10 is 100, these 100. And, you well, know, there's, you you're know, right. It, back then, awesome. Yeah. Back then they had about a half dozen, eight 800-page giants, which I think there were 50 cents. And for a comic book that was like 12, 15 cents with, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 pages story, to have a 100 page, oh my gosh, it was like crazy. And usually got an old Justice League um, comic Well, this book. technically isn't a 100 page. This is a super spectacular. Well, excuse me, it's a super <laughs> spectacular. But I forgot that. I'm looking at the cover because you've got the Christmas story about to read, plus a Justice Society, plus 
a Zatanna story featuring all the Justice Leaguers. See, and that's cool because Zatanna back then through the 60s, she had a little run where she went to Hawkman and Adam and the Justice League. It's out in a nice little trade. Yeah. If it's on the app, read it. It's great. And this is the only place at the time that you could also read old Justice Society stories with some of these big oversized volumes. Where I learned about them and fell in love with them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And luckily, the DC app where I was reading all this, they put all these 100-page stuff in there, all the giants and everything in there. They just think, keep the main story and gut everything else, but they, they, well, this they will, one, it's, am I lucky? Yes. This one has all three stories. In yeah. It just doesn't have the ads. I would like the ads in the, in the letter columns. Unfortunately, DC, when they, when they do some of the older stuff, like especially from the golden and silver aid, they'll do the main story and just forget about all the other filler stuff. But luckily they put everything in here. And this is like you said, this is Len Wein and this is near the end of his run. He goes on to write it for a couple more issues ending in four or five more. He's got four more issues after this, yeah. Yep, and he started with issue one hundred, and the he first did, cut, first one, first Justice League I ever read, and the first uh, multi more than two part JSA JLA Society team up. His JSA JLA team up was a template that went through for the rest of the. Next well, not, th- but not for this period because the one in the hundred page is only a single issue. Oh, that's it's right. The Sandy. one is hundred. Yes, but the that's rest the of them are all you two gotta, parters. But you got to bring all these big people in, and you know, because here he brought in the uh, the Seven Soldiers of Victory in his run. He also brought back Freedom Fighters. Later on, people are like, "How do we?" That's up right. The, yep. Later on, how do we up the ante? They brought in the the Earth S with the Shazam family. Later on, they did the, they Legion. Did the Legion one. Is that yes. Levitz? No, that's uh, no. that's Angelard. Nope, Englehart didn't do did not. I think it is Levitz. I don't think Englehart did it, the JLA JSA team. It's a really weird one. Yes, it was uh, um, Justice League JSA Legion of Superheroes, Mordrew, and uh, the three the construct. Yeah, wasn't the construct? No, no, that in was it? not the construct in this one. No, okay, that okay. was before. That was before. But anyways, yeah. this is called uh, the tagline is the murder of the department store Santa Claus puts the JLA on the tail of the key and a scheme to kill the JLA. It's interesting because I was when I read the, the blurb and I'm like, okay, why does the Justice League, the big superhero team that protects the world, interested in this little teeny tiny uh, store department, Santa Claus, and right off the bat, oh, because Batman Superman knows him and he ropes all these people in and, and tells us this fun Christmas story. So anyways, yeah. go on with, with, with your, your well, thoughts. I, li- I loved it because I like... I. I read it a while recently when we did, we talked about the Lynn Wine era before, but it's just, it's one that's always stuck with me. Cause one, it's a good, it's, it's a really good adventure done story. One. Done yeah. in one. Done in one. There's a mystery. They, they go on the quest, the hero's quest where they go through the maze and they start getting picked off one or two at a time. And they, they think the others are dead and, you know, and, and you don't find out it's the key until, Three pages from the end? And the key really doesn't ever get much play in the comic books at all. Not I until always... not until Morrison. Morrison made him a yep. big gun. He's in and, the Morrison and, era. And after this adventure, he was in a few issues before this, the key. But the key doesn't come up again into issue 150, which is also Engelhart's last run of Justice League. That's a good key story. Yes. Yeah, I, can, I know that one. But yes. I like this, and it also is, I was a big, I've always been a big fan of the Satellite Ear, but I love Red Tornado. 
I like his original purple and red costume, but this is where he gets his red. His the, this is the old. I have one of my Alex Ross figures still. The only one I kept the red tornado in this costume. You know, and I never, you know, and I know he had the the old red one, which is cool, and then the new red tornado, which actually goes all the way through now. That it's the same costume. But I didn't realize it was a costume. I thought they just, you know, did a new paint job or something. No, he had skin. He wears a mask. He has a generic white bald dude head. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's an action figure head. That <laughs> so, the, so so the, the white is the mask, right? He's really just a red alien, right? No, he's white. He is white. He's a white android. Okay, That's a so mask. The whole, so the whole red everything is a mask. It's a costume, yeah. He's, he's see, not naked. He's and he's perfect. He's anatomically correct, I guess. He gets married. He does. He does. And his girlfriend's in here. He because he had no book. Yes. And Len, he's in a lot of Len stuff. You know, I think he's and he and I think Jerry Conway likes him. I think he's a mainstay. Steve Englehart loved him so much. He brought him back from the dead. Yeah. And, and yeah. during the, the late 70s up till crisis, the Red Tornado was in around, well, not, for, he, was a, he was a major player. No, in he, was in it, he was in it up until crisis because he's in the, the, the issue of Justice League where Teen Titans premiere is inserted and Prez is yes. drawing it. Yes. It's about who made it that the Tornado Tyrant was what was powering him. Was that Englehart? No, no, that was... Um, that might have been Englehart, but then they did something weird and wonky in the one nineties with Perez. I don't know what they did. That's the one I'm talking about. That's that would be that's Perez. the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where he's the tornado. They they have trapped a tornado tyrant in yes. the android, and that's where his powers come from. Otherwise, he's just. But then in Young Justice, you find out there was a red torpedo and a red this that yeah. Tio Mar Morrow had made more than one android. Um, <laughs> you but know I do love him, and I love him in this era. This is when he's at his best. He's good in Young Justice. I think Peter David used him quite well. And it's Dinah, uh, the Black Canary, who sews the costume up and makes it for him. And I yeah, that was, I'm reading that new one. Oh, that's not aging well. I, I, well, you know, what else doesn't age well? And I noticed they do this a lot in the 70s is uh, where, is where um, he, Ali and and. Um, Dinah has been a thing. They were a thing from almost from the very beginning when she came in through uh, Earth 2 back in the late 70s. And they've always been together. And I don't understand why they're not together now because we've proven they that. They brought them back last couple of years ago. Yes, but you know what? They, they finally well, got. DC has not published a Titans, Green Arrow, Justice League comic, and something for 10 months. You They're, know, just people are just now seeing that. It's like, why aren't they? Black Canary and Green Arrow finally got married somewhere in the 2000s. They had some really great stuff. It's proven that DC can actually do married couples. I don't know why they're still not like married because they're very fun. But back here in this issue, it's so funny because um, Ali calls her his lady friend. He doesn't call him his girlfriend. And they do this a lot. It doesn't, it's not his girlfriend. Well, I think that's them trying to be less girlfriend is disrespectful. She's not a girl. She's a woman. Yeah. But, but lady, friend, lady really friend, friend. Like she's, she makes it sound like she's a hooker or, you know, a concubine or something. It's just lady friend just doesn't sound good. It's like, it's his girlfriend. I, I think it screams beard more than it screams anything else. Cause it's uh, <laughs> just it's like, lady friend. I, maybe it's just, 
Ali, uh, you know, not really. Ali being the the, the misogynist, the the, yes. un, the the uber liberal. Oops, but I can be misogynistic white guy. Which that's what he that's was. That's Ali. That that's was Ali. Ali all the way through the satellite era, all the way straight through. Probably oh yeah, deep. because you yeah. would have you had the Republican Hawkman, yep. <laughs> and the yes. uber liberal Green Era who hated each other. And they but, also brought in phantom stranger into the story. and also and john, yeah yeah he he did i you sent your notes and i didn't i'd forgotten that he does pop up at the end of a couple of stories to fix stuff yes in this and, year and i think it's like and he they keep trying to offer him membership and he just no, disappears no actually he is a member yeah i know but they said everybody disappears every time he'll come in and yeah he, they made him one and he wasn't there when they made the decision went, yeah right, and inglehart used him a lot in his run but like I was telling you, like, yeah, he's scattered throughout, but nobody ever overuses him. They find clever, clever ways to use him and it works. Speaking of clever ways to use a character, and we were talking about this before we started taping, they found a way to bring in Jon Stewart, who's a major player now. But back then, this is only in- his second or third appearance. Yes. Yes. And Hal Jordan is the Green Lantern. Well, for some reason, they decided to give John Stewart the reins to be Green Lantern. And literally, Hal Jordan. The stupidest reason ever. It's the stupidest reason in the world, but it works and it's funny and it's great. Hal Jordan is in the bathroom taking a shower, slips on a bar of soap, knocks himself out. So the ring takes off to look for another Green Lantern and rest with John Stewart. They and spent three a- panels explaining why it was yep. John Stewart and John Stewart's origin to reintroduce him because he had only appeared in yep. maybe two Green Lantern issues. And uh, it was a, such a, a Denny way. and Neil creation. Yep. And that was uh, a clever I, way to bring him into the storyline. Uh, and the reason he is a predominant member of the of DC continuity to this day is because of Lynn Wine. Because yeah. when Lynn Wine and Dave Gibbons were writing Green Lantern, they were halfway in their run. They replaced Hal with John. They and John then great- had his own... Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did a great, yeah, because, and then because there's after, there's a there's an iconic cover where Hal Jordan is at the Planet of O, and he whips the ring off, throws the wing on the ground. Basically, I'm tired of being your whipping boy, and does not become Green Lantern for like the next two years. No, it's all him. And then they have, after uh, Cosmic Odyssey, John has his own book called Mosaic, which is not reprinted anywhere. Of course, no. Well, it's. They don't want to pay somebody because the, that person's in, I think, in prison. Oh, okay. It's it's written by someone, I think. I, I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's written by somebody who. It could be person. Uh, uh, but persona Nagrata. But let's be you know realistic. You, you, DC, we, we, I think, yeah. DC does not do a great job of archiving any other comic books. It's no. This one's purposely not reprinted. Yeah. This is it's. It's it, just because not it there. Would, that's, because it was popular. I read it. I read Len Wine's Green Lantern. I'd never read Green Lantern regularly, ever. No, and I, I like that. You know, the funny thing about this issue is I had to look uh, to see when it came out because it was cover dated March. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because folks back then, comic books were actually dated two months ahead. So It's when book- you pulped them. It's yeah. when they got pulled off. That's how the person who filled yeah. the rack knew to so take it off. The comic books that came out in December... Would be debu- would be February dated, so the comic books would be out there for two months. Or for some wonky reason, this is three months dated. No, three had. months was DC's. Rule. Was it DC? I yeah, thought it was three two months. months. Three I'll months. Say I was wrong. It's, I, I got screwed it's, up. I think it's two months for bi-monthly ones and three months for monthlies or something. It was See, weird. I, no, but I thought it was off too. But they had some 
Yeah. And you know what? This the other funny thing about this, but this was the only holiday issue for that year. Really? I don't get it. It's a and it's a really good holiday one. It is it's a one great that should be one. Yep. It should be a classic. I'm sure it's reprinted somewhere, but it's I'm gotta not. be. It's gotta be. It, it may sure. be in that one there because there's a Christmas trade that came out in like the 19 late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. I think my brother had it. And it had the Teen Titans Nick Cardi one. There was, and I didn't realize I'm, I'm and another another person that comes on my show a lot is Alan Stewart, who does Attack of the 50-year-old comic book. And he actually does about comic books that came out 50 years ago. And we've been covering 1972, and I taped November the other day. And in 72 and 71, I'm surprised with how many comic books are spooky themed. Because back around 70, we had this thing called the Comic Codes people. And for years, it's kind of like hamstrung what creators could do. And then the early 70s, they loosened it up. DC did a lot of good horror and stuff, man. Black Magic. They did a lot of that. That's on the app. It's weird. They did a lot of weird stuff. this This month, out of the 24 books that DC put out, none of them were spooky themed. I, mean, cr- I get that's, that. That's a, a lot. A no, third but that the, makes sense. It makes sense. For I'm the era. Little, I'm a little older than you, right? Yeah. yeah just but, a little bit. Yeah, a few but years. It's, I remember because I was doing on the app is there was a lot, and you would put this in the notes. There was a Black Magic was a yes. great, it lasted like six issues. It was really yes. unsuitable for children. Uh, and of course, my brother gave it to me. To read, but I did. They DC did a lot of good House of Secrets, House of Mystery. A lot of the is, superhero books were a lot of superhero things. You know, this, Phantom Stranger would come in, and there'd be a creepy Batman story. We're or, talking about the Teen Titans that we were talking about for your show, which I was guesting on, where the whole last year or so, Teen Titans before it got canceled in the early seventies was all spooky themed. And Scooby, for this, yeah, they were the Scooby Gang in costume. It was, yeah, yeah, and it was a really good comic book, though. There was, you know, for this month when this Justice League came out, there was eight superhero titles, only eight, and out of that eight, two of them were spooky things. So it just shows you how low superheroes were on the totem pole. Of, was Swamp Thing out by then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And Another leg line. Len was writing it then at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. Swamp Thing was one of the uh, other ones. So yes, this is a very fun Justice League. The mystery's good. The, the the whole maze they go through. The whole and that's, satellite era. The key works. Phantom Stranger. The key works. is actually sent. You're kind of sympathetic because he's dying. Yes. Yes. It's it's great, and it is a great one. And then you know, it's. I think there's a reason why a lot of comic writers are a little younger than both of us. You know, or older. Oh, yes. I mean, older. I mean, Peter David's my age, and he's still writing comics. But there's a love affair of the satellite era. I think we're seeing a little resurgence of it, and it's it's just a hot. It's just a good. It, it, this era of Justice League is so good. Yep, and it, and it, this it goes special. all the way straight through to probably about 150. With Engelhart's run, this whole 100 through 150 is some of the yeah, great. Yeah, it gets stuff. a little weird in for, until about 200. Yep. And then it, I think it, it, it once, I think, I hate to say it, once you get to the last Dick Dillon, JLA, JSA, the JSA New Gods one, the one that George had to finish from yeah. there on until even the, I, I actually like the Detroit era. It's okay. It's okay, but it's, it's better not, at the end. It's, yeah. I think it's better at the end. It's just not the Justice League. But you know what? Gary Conway got to write it. He wrote it all the way straight through for like the last five, six, seven years. See, of the I, but I like I like it when they shake it up because I'm a big fan of Justice League International and that is not the Justice League. It I wasn't the Justice League to me and I read it and went, okay. 
I didn't mind that Justice League. There's just a lot of characters that I really thought were subpar that really didn't care much about. Um, vibe. Gypsy. Uh-huh. Gypsy, Steel. I like. I like Gypsy when they used her later. Except, oh God, if you've never read it, folks, and you want to just read cringeworthy 90s comics, read Justice, Justice League Extreme. I, yes. Yeah. There are some very cringe-worthy comic books that just scream 90s, just like this issue screams Bronze Age, good Bronze Age, Satellite Justice League. You can't go wrong by picking no, up this book gr- and yeah. reading it. It's a great, if you're listening to this right before Christmas, it is a great Christmas comic. A lot of them aren't very good. But this one is. Ross, yeah. before you wrap this up, do you have any parting words? No, just read. Uh, tr- if you haven't tried out the app, I say do it. Try it out at the low level. See what you like. Yeah, maybe you can figure out the navigation and s- share it with the world how to navigate it because it, it's because i don't know how to navigate it oh my god I, but i'm finding accidental finds i will say sometimes i'm like will you put that on this app i mean that's how i saw black magic sometimes it's like sometimes you know what i i do get the app a little bit of fun now it's kind of like going through the quarter box you never know what you're going to find in by yeah. day and since you- it's doubled in size it tripled in size it's a yeah. lot of stuff folks it's worth checking out it's worth Thank you, Ross Aiken. Stop. Let's team up podcast. Obviously, you're going to be on again because I did tape you for a couple of other things. Thanks again for the being on the podcast. You and yours have a happy holiday. Thank you, my man. You too. Thanks for listening to today's show. And I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend to other comic fans. Again, I've added a link tree to the show notes. Lungy's easy access to find this podcast on all social media and where you can listen to. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. See you next time.